Welcome, hey ass, but how the hell are y'all? Doing pretty good. Wait, 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 wait. Stop interrupting them. Let us know how you're doing, listeners. Come on. Yeah, let us know. Shut up, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> we already know how you're doing. We don't care about that. What we want to know is how Damn our it. fans are doing. Do you need somebody well, to talk to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I can't believe Janet did that at work again. God damn. I, I know. I've always Jesus. hated Janet. Yeah. And you're, you know what else yeah. I hate? Not knowing who the fourth voice on our podcast is. Everybody, welcome back. Grant Moore. We'll take a break for that as well. Oh, Grant Moore. Grant Moore. Oh, Grant my God. Moore. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm used to hearing it from... That's a different uh, person. I'm used to hearing it from bystanders, but God, Ari. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, I just recovered from COVID and my brain is stuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can't spell sorry without Ari. <laughs> I think that's Boom. an Indian garb, Gail. <laughs> oh, shit. So, welcome, welcome back to the short Gant Moore. Um, he's been on uh, one of our episodes before, the very fabulous and fun Trickster episode. Um, with his lovely and talented wife, Morgan. Love you, babe. Um, who actually, uh, I have to mention this every time we bring up Morgan, she designed our logo, so. Yeah. Um, She's good very job, proud Morgan. of that. Hell, I mean, she should be. Damn she, right. She, she designed a logo for a podcast with tens of listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's still good for a podcast. No, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nothing to sneeze at. What 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 we have. So, I appreciate each and every one of our listeners, and I want them to know that if they ever feel a gentle kiss on their foreheads, that's my spirit reaching out to them, harassing them. (laughs) Uh, But that episode was season two, episode fifteen. Anime fans, we united and yes. Uh, we liked him so much we decided to bring him back. So hello, oh, what, what thank you. Oh yeah, it's a pleasure to be back. I really, I, re- I uh, really appreciate you guys asking me to do this again. Yeah, of course. I'm I'm excited. I think this was a good episode to have you on. So I think it's, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we also brought Camp back to talk about his your new project. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast? Um, sure. Uh... It's 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 so um it's it, it's so new at this point it's it's um a little bit hard to know exactly what to say about it but um it's called uh Out of Night and it is a uh, it is a horror anthology podcast that's um the uh yeah that that's the uh, that's the least I can say about it um there's only one episode out uh as of yet uh the episode 2 should be out um at the time of recording uh later this week so I'm really looking forward to. Nice. to uh, thank you. I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, yeah, it means a lot to me. So um, uh, I've been thinking about doing it for a while. So very excited. Hell yeah! I was super excited when I saw that you posted like a horror anthology podcast because one, I've been like eating that shit up. <laughs> I've been listening to the Magnus Archives oh, and just like got yeah, the Appalachia. <laughs> so okay, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard Magnus Archives. What was the other one? Old Gods of Appalachia. Dude, you are killing it right now, man. I know. <laughs> I've got really good taste in podcasts. You do, you do. 
I actually, Ari, Ari turned me on to the Magnus Archives. Yeah, and that, you, uh, you, you know, turned me I, on to Old Gods of Appalachia, so we're even. Yeah, we traded. I don't know how many people were already into the Magnus Archives before or before I discovered it, but like. I think I started listening to it in late 2018, and at the time, I kind of felt like it was sort of my my own little secret, just because I don't... I, but that was mostly because I don't really talk about podcasts with people that much. Uh, but ever since I started listening to it, I just feel like every time someone close to me says that they are listening to it, I just get so giddy, like... <gasps> Ah, yes. (laughs) If you... We haven't really talked a lot about the Magnus Archives on this show, but if you haven't listened to it, I would highly, highly recommend it. It's written by Johnny Sims, who also voices the main character, confusedly named Jonathan Sims. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It took me a while to realize that, like... Johnny Sims named Jonathan Sims after himself because they would do the credits and be like Johnny Sims plays the archivist and I'd be like wait a minute yeah I'm are they doing some sort of like <laughs> meta thing and then I realized oh no he just yeah this was not planned um, I'm pretty sure I've heard him say that he regrets doing that but yeah there there's a Q and A uh, where he talks about that he's like I wish I had not yeah. <laughs> It's just like there's a certain level of innocence I think that goes into making that decision. Yeah, that is, that's innocence I lost a long time ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a great podcast. He's an amazing writer. Yeah, he is. Like horror and I don't know gothic romance and tragedy. <laughs> like, please listen to it. Um, so, what made you decide to like take the plunge and 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 do this? Um, uh, I had been, uh, I had been, like, like, kind of interested in writing horror, like, 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 it had been kind of a latent interest of mine for several years. I, I I think the first time I wrote what I considered to be anything horror related was actually, um, in the eighth grade, just, uh, a little, just for, like, an assignment that... Uh, I think it was a Halloween assignment that we did, and I actually uh, tried to go for what was in my mind a, you know, something that for me at the time was was darker and uh, you know more serious. And I re- and and I really loved my, my teacher at the time too. Like, like like my eighth grade English teacher was one of my favorite teachers of all time, and I. Uh, you know, really wanted to do right by her in my eyes, so I used all the vocabulary words we had learned that, uh, that week and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> and she ended up really loving it, and you know that really stuck with me. And I didn't do much with it for a long time, but it was always something in the kind of in the back of my mind, like, oh, I you know I really enjoyed doing this, and I think, I mean, I don't I don't know. It worked out for me. It worked out well for me that time, and I had a lot of I had a lot of fun doing it. Maybe I could try it in the future and. Uh, but I don't really do anything with it for a long time. Fast forward to 2018, and again, I had been sort of getting, slowly getting into horror uh, as a genre over several years. I'm, I'm still, I, to be clear, I am still by no means, I would not call myself a horror buff mm-hmm. or anything like that. I just enjoy it. And that was when... Um, my wife actually, Morgan actually introduced me to uh, the Magnus Archives, 
and I I guess it just seemed like uh, I realized that my favorite way to to experience horror was through uh, was through audio, uh, and I think that's because with you know with audio I, I I love the storytelling aspect of it, and I like that with storytelling you can give details. But also leave a, but at the same time leave a lot up to the listener's imagination. So I kind of feel yeah. like it was the best of both worlds. And and I should and I actually would like to point out while we're on the subject, uh, the Magnus Archives was a huge influence on me. Uh, but I would also I would also be remiss if I did not bring up another podcast called knife called a knife point horror. Uh, Ooh. which as I, I un- yeah, which as I understand was one of Johnny's influences going into Ooh. the Magnus Archives. It's a little different. <clears throat> the episodes, for one thing, tend to be a lot longer. Like they usually tend to be like anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour and a half. And the narrator Soren Narnia, uh, that is his actual name. I swear to God, oh, that is that <laughs> is a name. Yeah. <laughs> He is my favorite narrator I have ever heard in anything. He, uh, like, I have never heard somebody sound more like a person than he does when he recounts these horrific tales. He sounds so down-to-earth, and his writing style is very down-to-earth. So I really love it. So uh, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm doing this thing where I spend way too long answering a simple question. But, no, you're um, fine because my next question to you was, "What's what are your inspirations?" Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. I'm you sorry. Just, I should have waited for that. But no, yeah, you're, um, you're part good. of the reason I also decided to get into to try it as in in um, podcast format is like I was able to like like mm. uh, I figure I, ha- I you know I had the necessary tools to do it without you know you know, breaking the bank or, uh, you know, having to outsource a lot of jobs. Like it's something that I could do kind of more or less by myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's actually something that I really enjoy about podcasting. It's kind of like one of the great equalizers in art because it really can just be like you and a microphone and, you know, editing equipment. Like, mm-hmm. if you've got those three things, some of, you know, which are can be acquired pretty cheaply, depending on your price point, you can absolutely create some amazing stuff. Um, and uh, that's something that I really enjoy about podcasting is just, like, you know, anyone can get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have the patience and take the time to learn and make friends who can edit your episodes for you, Travis. So, uh, you. <laughs> you know, and I think it works especially well. I mean, I think I personally think it works especially well with uh, horror fiction because something I've always loved about horror fiction is that um, it, it lends itself so well to a low budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for, for, for lots of reasons, but, um, I mean, yeah, there's I, obviously, I, I, like, libraries of sound effects. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, it's an anthology podcast. Are you, well, I don't know. I don't, I want to ask this because I want to know because I listened to the first episode and I loved it. It is 
very creepy. Um, yeah, I listened to it twice. I was like, I was hooked on it. Uh, thanks, dude. I, I really, yeah. appreci- I really appreciate it. And I have to know more. Like, do you mind if I kind of not sum up, but kind of give a little teaser for the first episode? Or would you like to? Uh, no, go for it. Um, go ahead. I would love that. So the first episode is a nameless narrator, right? I didn't catch a name, but I was uh, yeah, n- yeah, they're, they're they're nameless. Okay, excellent. A nameless narrator talking to his therapist um, about this tr- recurring dream he keeps having. Uh, and I don't want to go more into the dream because that's like, to me, him describing the dream is the best part. Um, and I don't want to spoil that for any of our listeners, but are we going to find out more about this narrator and this dream he keeps having? Um, I you don't think have to answer. <laughs> I, I also don't <laughs> it's answer, weird so because like, I do want you to ask the questions, but at the same time, I don't really want to answer. No. <laughs> I, I mean that's a mood, but also like tell me. <laughs> um, uh, let's, what what can I say? Um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say you. There's a possibility you'll learn more okay. about the narrator, um, but you you will definitely learn more about one other person mentioned in that episode. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry to blue ball you, but also like I mean th- this is partially because this is partially because I also only have like kind of the vaguest idea of what I'm doing right now. That's like speaking at um, from one creative person to another, and also like speaking as from one writer to another. That that shit blows my mind <laughs> because. <laughs> I'm the type of person who I'm like, okay, we need to have this, this, and this laid out. I have to plan out everything. Like, it takes me 10 years to write anything because I have to know every detail before going in. Yeah, and, um, and, I, to- and I totally get that. And I, I, have, I have, like, immense respect for people who have that kind of commitment to what they do. Uh, like, again, bringing up Johnny again, like... Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he had said that he had already pretty much planned the entire Magnus series before they ever started it. And again, I have mad respect. I have mad respect for that because that's, yeah. that just shows such commitment and such foresight. And mm-hmm. I think, and I think that his story is all the better for it, but, yeah. but part, but another part of why I decided to do this podcast now is because it was, it was kind of just for selfish, you know, I want to make something reasons because, you know, I, I had wanted, I have, I've wanted to kind of, excuse me. Uh, I've wanted to kind of, uh, you know, put something out in the public sphere for a while. And it, you know, and, and even, and even if it never gets much attention, I just have wanted to make something that I could say was mine. And the thing holding me back from doing that most of the time was either, my own laziness or, mm-hmm. or my own inability to finalize something. Mm-hmm. So, it, so, so in doing this and in like, I'll say this, uh, th- this is something I can say about how the story's going. Um, I plan for it to be more of a true anthology than having a real story going along with it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's now. That's not to say that there won't be recurring characters and recurring themes, but that. But that's part of why I chose to go that route because I wanted the freedom to, you know, ha- to just write stories as they come to me, mm-hmm. and and just and just put them out there. That I, I just felt like that format spoke more to me and helped me more as a creative get to where I wanted to be. Right. Oh, and please understand, I am absolutely so impressed by people who just, like, write and get their ideas out on paper. Like, I don't think there's one right way to be a writer. Um, It's just crazy to me because I'm the type of person who just has to, like, plan everything out. I have to have those details. And I'm always so, like, I've never done NaNoWriMo because, or NaNoWriMo or however you say it. Because the idea of just like here, put put down fifty thousand words, and you can't go back and edit. I'm just like, no. Yeah. So <laughs> how how do you do that? And I totally get that. But on the, you know, like just on the same side of the coin, I'm the kind of person where like uh, either I write, you know, either I'll write something and just kind of at some point, you know, just push all my thoughts aside and just put it out there, or yeah. else it dies in the notebook. And yeah. I and that was kind of like just what I did not want to happen. I did I didn't want to have an idea that was very close to me because it's happened too many times in my life already where I've had an idea that I really loved and I just never do anything with it. And I was just yeah. kind of I was kind of done. Oh with that. God, I feel that so yeah, much. That's yeah, <laughs> like I I'm kind of I'm somewhere in the middle between both of you guys because I get. I get these, like, itches to start writing, and I'll just start, like, writing stuff down. But then I also get so worked up about not having a plan that I get anxious about where it's going to go. And I start planning stuff too much, and then I get more anxious about trying to drop all the plans into the... As it goes, and so eventually I just give up on it all because there's no way I could ever... Like, I basically just become my own worst enemy about it. Yeah. Yes. That is exactly because there's no way that I could ever make it as good as I want it to be. It's yeah. such yeah. an easy trap to fall into. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but, like... And I have done NaNoWriMo once. Well, I, I attempted it multiple years, but I only finished it once, and that's because I was in, like my senior year of high school and I had time to do that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a coworker, uh, a few years ago when I, back in my previous job who did it like every year and that just, oh, and that just blew God my damn them. mind. <laughs> like, like they would, the they would best. come into work nonchalantly be like, uh, like, you know, I was trying to get to 5,000 words today, but I only made it to 3,000 and I'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a coworker who participates in it every year, and at this point, she's written like three full novels, and I'm just like, "What? How? Hmm? How do you yeah. do?" But I mean, it's you know, it's uh, all in all, like it's just a difference in how people work, and yeah. you know, I again, I have met, I have a lot of respect if they can do that, and I, but even more than that, I just respect that for the most part, they seem to do it just because they want to just because they yeah. want to write a story you know yeah. the mm-hmm. audi- audience be damned you know they don't care if anybody ever reads it and I that's that really speaks to me like the idea of just wanting to tell your story even if even if it's just you who hears it 
the thing that's so like funny to me about you saying that Gant is that we are at our core. I mean, we were all comedians, so we are at our core attention horse. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is both known and true. We literally, Ben, Travis, and I literally have a podcast where for the first 20 minutes, we're just like, let's talk about ourselves. It's yeah. Not even I mean, well, hey, at least, hey, at least it's not a podcast where the entirety is about yourselves. True. Yeah, but we find ways to make it about ourselves. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, we find ways to make it about food or you, Hakusho. That's about it. I mean, well, okay, yeah. look, look. if there's one thing I've learned from listening to, like, most podcasts and really most conversations with people, it's that, like, it's that food is the easiest thing to make an exciting conversation of. Yeah, no, literally. Absolutely. Before we started recording, I was, I was like, you know what? Y'all try this new chicken sandwich just because I was, I was yeah, unsure we were- what the fuck <laughs> to talk about. Ben, Ben's, okay, I'm actually going to get back to you, Ben, uh, now that you brought this up. But, like, yeah, he, Ben was like, uh, oh, you know, I, I feel like I've got a lot of questions to ask, but, uh, you know, I feel like I want to save those for the podcast. So, you know, what should I say instead? Oh, you guys had that new chicken sandwich from McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. and, and right off the bat, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. First, I got on the call tonight, and the first thing I mentioned was this new type of ramen that I bought to try for the first time. New to me, not new to the world. Like, right. <laughs> we love talking about food. There's nothing Damn wrong it. with that. Yeah. If it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Damn right. No, I can, I can tell you from other podcasts I've listened to, food will get people a-talking. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what, Ben? I have had that McDonald's chicken sandwich, and it's pretty fucking good. The regular one's fine. The spicy one leaves leaves a lot to be desired because the, they just put a sauce on it. See, it's, it's just re- I mean, like, surpri- <laughs> surprise, surprise, an American fast food joint doesn't know how to make something spicy. Damn right. I mean, it's all yeah, heat. It's just Tabasco. Like, Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I I did have the spicy chicken sandwich. It was just a smattering of yeah. sp- like a spicy mayo. Have you, have, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I interrupted. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. I was just gonna say they need to soak that bitch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they need to soak it in sauce. Mm-hmm. Have Have any of you guys had the uh, spicy McDonald's nuggets? Those are good. No, yes. those good. Okay, hold on. I want to. I, I feel like I heard Ben say something. Ben, what did you say just then? Oh, I said yes. I've had the nuggets, and yes, they're fucking tasty. All right, I am actually gonna. I'm gonna disagree. I personally, uh, I personally think the um, the regular nuggets are superior. Okay, that's fair. Are they better than Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets? No, they are not. Because I hmm. Wendy's nuggets feel know. like food. You know, um, I, I haven't had the Wendy's nuggets um, because I, t- I tend not to get chicken nuggets from most fast food places. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I, Dude, sorry, go ahead. You are required. Like, go right now. <laughs> if you're there like, I can't bring myself to just get chicken nuggets, get the four for four meal. It comes with, like, a burger, or it comes with, like, a choice of sandwich, but I think you can get a burger or chicken sandwich. Burger, and then it comes with four nuggets, get the spicy nuggets, and then get honey mustard to go with the spicy nuggets, and it is literally so good. I'm going to okay. make one small... Right, I'll, see if I, I'll see if I can do that for, for my lunch tomorrow. 
I'm going to make one small suggestion instead. In fact, get the honey mustard. It is tasty, but also get their spicy sriracha. There's quotation marks around sriracha. Yes. Okay, so I have had that sauce because oh, because yeah. Morgan likes the uh, the Wendy's nuggets, and that sauce is pretty dank. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's That's good. the only sauce I get at Wendy's. Honey like, mustard, be damned. I like the spicy <laughs> nuggets with that honey mustard. Like, I won't apologize for that. There's an, hey, there's nothing wrong with loving a classic. Damn, I won't right. apologize for anything. Yeah, I know this you true. won't. <laughs> because yeah, I know who you are, Ari. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to apologize for things. So, apologies are weakness. That's what my mother taught me. Uh, just kidding. She didn't teach me jack shit. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> do you think we've gotten off topic... Do you think we've gotten off topic enough that we can get into the episode? I totally expected to go off topic. I just uh, didn't expect to go this long <laughs> off topic. <laughs> you know the two t- T's in hey ass but stand for tangent. Damn right. uh, it's been a long time since one of us said that. Nice. All right. uh, so yeah, I'm ready to talk about this. Okay, Travis, this episode is called Southern Comfort. What's it about? Sam and Dean visit a whiskey distillery and they discover a plot to mind control the whole world. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, just the what, prolonged silence. What do, they, what do they do about it, Travis? What do they do about the, what do they they, do about the whiskey company that wants to control the world? They, they stop it. And also, Elton John is there. How do they stop reason. it? Why is Elton John there? Um, I don't John know, but <laughs> how did they Where's get the budget for company? Elton John? The He's just a real big company, fan of the show. I guess it's, it's technically a bourbon company because it's in Kentucky. Damn right. Okay, so it's a, so you've lied to us already. It's a bourbon company, not whiskey. I mean, you know how like every bourbon is a whiskey, but not every whiskey is a bourbon. That yeah, is true. very aware. I live here. Yeah. <laughs> But um, just go watch the second Kingsman movie. That's all. Okay. It explains oh, okay. it. That's, yeah. that's what this was. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Travis, I don't know if that's going to happen. Let's find out. And we're back. Yeah. Southern Comfort. It's almost a perfect episode. Yeah, this... Season 8. It's been the best episode of Season 8 so far. This is true. Honestly, is there such a thing as a bad Garth episode? Well, well, his first one. Okay, his first one's not great. I don't know if if it's possible... I don't know if it's it's possible to have an episode of a TV show with a guy named Garth and for it not to be great. Thank you. You know what? Good point. Also, DJ uh, Qualls. DJ Qualls forgives yes. a lot of sins. DJ yeah. Qualls. He, that's the yeah. actor's name. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You may know DJ Qualls from um, the new guy. That's where I know him from. Yeah, that, like, and a, few, a bunch of other stuff. 
It's just a real nerdy comedy. I knew he looked familiar from something, but I I still can't quite place it. Maybe you know him from Larry the Cable Guy's Delta Farce. I mean, That's maybe. The commercials for that. <laughs> maybe you know him from an episode of Breaking Bad. Who knows which one? Or Scrubs? Yeah. He's just, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know he's what? He's just been in a lot of stuff. You know what? I, I have a lot of respect for him then, because that just means he's an actor who loves acting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was also in Lost. Travis, he's been in two of your favorite television shows. Uh, let's not let's not go putting words in my mouth. But I do not remember who he was in Lost. You're not deni- you're not your denying your favorite her, TV shows. <laughs> yeah, like you didn't deny that they were your favorite shows. You just denied that you remembered who he was. Yeah, you didn't you didn't disprove her point. Let's go ahead and say this. Uh, uh I think if I had to rank those two shows in Travis's heart, number two, Scrubs. Number one, Lost. Yeah. Nah. I mean, I can, I can definitely see. the other way around because because Scrubs actually has a satisfying ending. <laughs> I think I remember you saying once, Travis, when we lived together, Lost has the best ending of all time. I absolutely did not say that. People change. People change, Ari. Hey, listeners, vote now. Do you think that Travis said that? Or do you think I'm making it up for some reason? I would never do that. I thought, okay, I really thought you were about to say, listeners, vote now. Do people change? (laughs) (laughs) Or are we forever prisoners of our mistakes? Hold on, that's about to be a Twitter poll. (laughs) Question of the day, do people change? It's going to be, do people change, or are we forever prisoners of our mistakes? (laughs) (laughs) Travis, when is this episode going to be released? <laughs> um, it is going to be released. Oh, jeez, on March twenty fifth. Great! I'm going to go ahead and make a note to post a Twitter poll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the episode that D- of Lost that DJ Qualls is in is called "Everybody Hates Hugo." It's the um, the chunky guy. He, uh, basically, he's just some dude, and he steals, uh, Hugo's girlfriend, Hurley. Uh, he steals Hurley's girlfriend in that episode, but then he wins the lottery. Good good for him! It sounds like he has a really great time in that episode. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. Hurley wins the lottery, not Uh, DJ Qualls. He's just some, he's just some jokes, because... Hurley wins the lottery and then buys his... He, like, basically, like, has enough money to become the CEO of his favorite uh, fast food restaurant. And then it turns out that this uh, DJ Qualls' character winds up working for one of those restaurants. It's one of those things. All I can think of when I hear Hurley's... Like, you, you, you say something like, you know, Hurley becomes the boss. All I think of is, you know, like, a copy of the Weezer album... <laughs> going on to <laughs> going on to own a fast food chain. So, um before we get further into it, let me give a quick sum up of the episode. Uh Sam and Dean have a fight. Again, I'm sure that's shocking As to everyone in this call. As is tradition. 
as as is the the law of the land. Uh, after their fight, they decide to head to Kearney, Missouri, a real place where people are going around and settling old scores that seem very petty on the outside. One woman kills her husband because she went to prom, or he went to prom with someone who wasn't her. They're in their like sixties now. Um, another guy like attacks the ump at a baseball game, like who who you know called him out at a baseball game, shit like that. Uh, they find out that this is actually the ghost of a Confederate soldier who is possessing a penny and the penny gets passed around to people and then the, he like possesses them and forces them to settle old scores you know uh, the old adage a penny saved is a penny murdered <laughs> <laughs> that's ben that's the name of the episode <laughs> Ben, you're on fire. I think you've named, like, all ten of her episodes. I think the episode should have been called, like, it should have been one of those where it's, like, it has an alternate title where it's, like, <laughs> Southern Comfort or A Penny or, Series. Uh, yeah. Penny. Well, that's now the full the full title of our episode, yeah. Southern Comfort or A Penny Saved is a Penny Murdered, featuring Gant D. It's going to be one yeah, of our longer me. ones for sure. That's me. Like is it going to be longer than our previous longest title? God is not David Duchovny in a sweat in a skiller, a, a Slayer T-shirt, t- a Slayer T-shirt featuring Dual fucking Aldridge. Uh, yeah, yeah, Duel, that Duel one. Has I fuck, think Dual has fucking in his name. I, I think he's gonna hold that title forever. Can't damn more. Can't. Can't damn it. Can't damn it more. Uh, at the end of the episode, Garth is able to steal the penny from Dean because he just doesn't hold grudges ever. Melts it down, tells Dean to stop being an idiot. Sam has one of his better moments of the show where he actually sets boundaries and also tells Dean to stop being an idiot. And then and then it gets ruined by a weird moment where Sam's like, maybe I'll kill Benny one day. And Dean's like, well, maybe you will. And then the episode ends. It's over then. So... How how do we feel about it? How are we? Uh, let's get into some deeds. What do we like? What do we not like? I like um, that Sassmaster Sam was back. <laughs> I just like that Sam stood up for himself at the end of the episode because yeah. I feel like a lot of the time he doesn't. He just kind of lets people like roll over him and. Mm. I miss that in later seasons because I think that's definitely something he loses. He kind of just is beaten down by the world. Um, and Dean. And Dean, and yeah, Dean. sadly. Yeah. So, this is not one of my favorite Dean episodes. Yeah. I, I can see that. It's 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 one of, it's mm-hmm. it's a better Sam episode. I can agree with that. Yeah. I okay, I I, I made I, I made this note there, there's this um, little interaction between Sam and Garth, and uh, Garth says, "Seems like you and Dean are talking, but nobody's listening to each other." And I just wrote dash story of the entire show. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, 
I also appreciated that moment because one, Garth says that line and then continues to ramble and does not get, let Sam get a word in, which I thought was one of the funnier moments of the episode. That's not true. Garth's fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, well, I mean, he's so hilarious. Plus, plus, Sam was busy having the flashback anyway, so it's not like he would have said anything. <laughs> that was the other thing that I appreciated. It Sam immediately goes into a flashback where he stares into the middle distance, and the flashback, the flashback is to his time with Amelia. It's like the first time they had sex, and we figured out what Amelia's damage is. Um, but the flashback gets interrupted by Garth being like, Sam, are you coming? Which means that Sam just stood there and stared at this fucking car for like 10 minutes while this flashback happened in real time. Regarding somebody had to come get him. (laughs) Regarding that flashback, regarding that flashback, uh, Sam, okay. So while they're lying in bed, Amelia, you know, tells the story of her husband who died in Iraq or Afghanistan. And Sam's I didn't ask for this face as she's telling the story is one of my favorite parts of the episode. I just wanted some tail. I didn't want to learn your whole damage, but have y'all ever been on like a one night stand, like something you knew was not gonna end past that night and the person like either before or after is just spilling their guts after you rearranged them? Uh then I'm usually the person. I mean, I usually don't climb on my furniture like that. So. We, can't all, we can't all have lives like you do, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Fair I'm enough. usually, uh, they're trying to get me out of the apartment. I'm telling you about this time when my mom said I wasn't pretty when I was 12 years old. You know how it is. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, yeah. <laughs> this episode actually kind of made me um, like Amelia and Sam's relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I realized two things. So, after the flashback where Sam and Amelia have sex for the first time, and Amelia tells Sam about um, her husband, Don, there's a later flashback where Amelia's like, I'm leaving, this is a one-night stand, don't look at me with pity, blah, blah, blah. And in that moment, I realized that Amelia's just fucking awkward. Yep. She is... She does not know how to talk to people. <laughs> nope. Um, and I appreciate that in mm-hmm. characters. Um, and then the other thing that kind of made me appreciate Sam and Amelia's relationship is that it is so clear that they have gotten together out of, like, a mutual sense of grief. That it is probably on some level a deeply unhealthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I could sense that. Yeah, and uh, they're clinging to each other in an uncertain time, and I just like seeing those relationships portrayed in media because I kind of like the desperation that it brings. Yeah. You, know, you know, on the on this on the topic of things that I enjoy seeing portrayed in media, I really enjoyed how Garth handled uh, Dean blowing up at him. Oh uh, God! Yes. That, that was that was like genuinely pretty touching. Like, like you know, I. Obviously, I get where Dean's coming from, the the whole idea that, like, you know, you're not going to be, you're not Bobby, you're not going to replace somebody important in my life, but, like, the way Garth came back at him was so perfect. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love that he, uh, I love the way he came back at him with the kind of basically accusing him of thinking, you know, of, like, thinking, hey, you're the, you think you're the only person who 
you know, who's, who Bobby has ever had contact with, you know, you know, like we, we all, we all hate that he's not here right now, but like, I'm trying to, you know, do something with it, with what he taught me. I thought, you know, that, that really hit me. I thought, I thought, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that, uh, that exchange. Oh, Every yeah. once in a while, somebody needs to tell Dean to shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. As yeah, much as I love I'm glad, Dean. As much I'm glad as I love Garth Dean. was there to do it this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually it's me, so I appreciate <laughs> Well, I also... I, me this time. I, yeah, well, and, and never mind, never mind. But I, I yeah, I just love, I, I guess I just love that in particular it was Garth who told him to. Yeah. I, I will go ahead and say I agree with you, Gant. I see Dean's point of view in this um, because for him, having to deal with purgatory for a year, he hasn't had time to stop and grieve Bobby's death. Right. So um, the fact that, you know, Garth has kind of stepped in as the new Bobby is obviously going to be very painful. But at the same time, Garth is also right. Yeah, 100%. Like, Bobby did not just belong to Sam and Dean. He was there for everybody. And they need a Bobby. Like, the yes. world needs more Bobby. Oh, yeah. Bob, so. Bobby, Bobby. Like I'm pretty sure, has been my favorite character in the show since he was introduced. Oh, yeah. So Yeah. He uh, is the... He's great. So, um, other thoughts about this episode? Travis, what do you got? What are you thinking? Uh, I just really loved Garth in general this entire episode. I love... I, I love the juxtaposition of him taking over as, like, the Bobby and filling in Bobby's role for the Hunter community. Mm-hmm. Because someone had to. Yeah. Uh... And I also really like that he's able to do it, like, on the go. Like, I feel like Bobby was kind of tied down to older technology with landlines and stuff. And Garth is like, I've got a million cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> and they each have a personalized ringtone, so I know who's calling me. That's yes. beautiful. <laughs> it is amazing. Also, all of Garth's music choices are amazing Dean's just bitter because they're not the normal Hunter playlist of like yeah. Leonard Skinner. Yeah, like screw. Yeah, I mean, like screw Garth for having a little variety, right? Yeah, for real. Garth overwhelmingly listens to like early '90s hip hop. So honestly, <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, better. like, I mean, like, based. Yeah, <laughs> like I would take early '90s hip hop over. Fucking, I don't know, fish any day of the week. What the fuck does Dean listen to? Dean listens to like Led Zeppelin, Iron Maiden, right, right. Uh, Blue Blue Oyster Cult. I would take uh, just a friend over literally all of those bands. Absolutely, I would. I would 100%. not, but I can totally understand why someone would. Yeah, I'm with Gant. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my butt rock. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that the episode fucking paused? This is one of the things I didn't like. The episode fucking paused for a full, like, two minutes to have a whole fucking music video in it. Okay, I was actually going to bring this up. I was going to bring this up because... Okay, now Jesus you, Christ, Dory. Now that you now that you put it like that, I can understand. I can understand it. I can understand why one would think that. But also, fuck you, Soundgarden. Yeah. <laughs> Like Ben, oh yeah, Ben, right? Soundgarden. Don't ever forget. Sounds like Incubus. Don't ever forget. 
All right, I'm going to let you land on a real quick secret. Yeah. Yeah, so I watched this episode like four times in preparation preparation of recording. Other things happened. So the first time I watched it, I was like, we have to get a guest because it was in the middle. And then the Soundgarden music videos, I was like, we're going to get Gant because before Chris Cornell died, like a week and a half before he died, yeah, me Gant, I, and another couple of friends of mine for yeah. our hours went to see Soundgarden live. I still can't believe we did that. Or, that was awesome as fuck. Or, or, you yeah. know, or, or the timing of it, rather. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you f- feel comfortable saying... Uh, I will say we did it in the proper way, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Travis knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I also know what you're time. talking about. Jeez, I... <laughs> have the ability to pick up on subtle social cues sometimes so. <laughs> hell yeah god but yeah that, the real, like, sure it paused to like sh- i thought it was a cool like storytelling piece or device because it showed start to finish like sure we get the explanation and then the sh- like the the trick which is weird but I thought it was an interesting way to do, mainly because that's one of my favorite Soundgarden songs. So fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I that, know yeah that is one same, of the better, one of the best ones. Yeah. I will take your fuck you, Ben, and you can continue fucking youing me because I hated it. Not the song <laughs> itself, which did sound mm. like an Incubus song, but or maybe oh I, fuck I, you. I don't, I don't even <laughs> think you know what Incubus sounds like. <laughs> I absolutely know what Incubus sounds like. No, the fuck you don't, a fucking Tell her, Ben. Go off, King. Go off, King. <laughs> I all, literally all I could think was, what fucking Incubus song did they get for this? Ah, but, um, fuck up. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. So, okay. So, um... If you watch I, it with captions, it said, yeah. Soundgarden. <laughs> I didn't watch it with captions this time. Anyways, anyways, so I didn't like it because of the timing. Like, okay, it was cool to see the the journey of the penny, and mm. I will say this episode is a like an excellent like essay on why we should not have a penny anymore. Like, no, like let's abolish the penny. Because, um, of, because they might be attached to an cursed. angry, vengeful ghost. Yeah, from the Civil War. <laughs> I just really uh, real quick. I just loved how every how it didn't matter the level of wrong somebody had done; it was punishable by death. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I will say um, I haven't been that mad at an umpire in baseball, but near damn, <laughs> near damn, <laughs> yeah, near damn. All right. Uh. But I didn't like the little music video because of where it came in the story. Mm-hmm. It had built up this fucking suspense between, like, Dean confronting Sam over his perceived crimes, you know, not looking for Dean while he was in purgatory, not being as good a brother as Benny has been, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then it fucking interrupted it for absolutely no reason. It, all right, it served one purpose. So the song served two purposes in my mind. One, it's that like everybody fell on a black day of like being involved with this ghost. And secondly, it involved because of where they chose to end in the song, which is Chris Cornell just like harrowing 
and echoing out on I don't mind the change, which is a hell of a pun, I must oh, say. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't even think that. Yeah. That's pretty good. It, it yeah. was a very, like, thematically accurate song to use. Yeah. So it was, like, excellent song choice. Uh, I will agree that it kind of, like, it did kind of mess with the pacing of the episode. It was yeah. kind of a strange thing to happen. I feel but like... overall, it was cool. If I feel like I... somebody... Oh, sorry, go on. I feel like somebody was like, we got to fill like three minutes. I think I know a Soundgarden song that's about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I can, totally, I... I can totally imagine it going that way. Yeah. If I may make a slight change that not only keeps the Soundgarden song so that mm-hmm. Gant and Ben don't murder me in my sleep later. <laughs> um, I'm already driving over there. Oh, son of a bitch. How are you <laughs> recording this? Uh, keep, absolutely keep this scene. And keep the song. Mm. But have a scene where Sam is telling Dean what's happening in the voicemail because once they figure out it's the haunted penny Sam calls Dean to be like yo it's this haunted penny mm-hmm. superimpose that with the scene where Dean actually gets the haunted penny from the deputy who had it um and then like have that like kind of weaved in with the music video and the Soundgarden song mm-hmm so that it's not interrupting the tension between Sam and Dean in the, you know, climax of the episode. But we still get that, like, cool little moment where we see how the penny has traveled. Yeah. That's my, that's my, it's a slight change, and I think it would have, like, totally improved it. Okay. So, and you still get to keep the song. I can, I, I, yeah, yeah, I can, I, I can see that, I, I respect it. I forgive you one of the times you mistakenly called Soundgarden Incubus. Not all of them. <laughs> you still Simply got you still got like well, three you know or four what? to make up for. You know what, Ben? You are free to go back in time and teach young Ari the difference between Soundgarden and Incubus. All right. You can only discover that for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm not going to be the only person to comment on this. <laughs> so. Send your hate mail specifically to me at actually tall, tall on Twitter. <laughs> hey, wait a second! <laughs> no, wait a minute. My name Ari Short. Ari Short. <laughs> oh God! Oh okay. man, I just had I had like a series of flashbacks of when Ari and I lived together of every time the apartment office called my number and addressed me as Mr. Kobler. Yep. <laughs> Ooh. Hello. Yeah. So. I think I smell a shipper. <laughs> oh, God. Imply, uh, that, would, that relationship would go up in flames very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um... I liked the little moment. I like that Garth is pretending to be a Texas Ranger. They're in Missouri. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was funny. I also loved that Garth went to college, was a de- was in dentist school, and left to kill the tooth fairy. <laughs> That's oh, some wait. fucking hogfather shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. I loved... I loved that... 
all they did with the whole killing Tooth Fairy thing was like, was they had Sam, you know, be like, wait, you killed the Tooth Fairy? And just, and they just had Garth, like, really look like having, he was having a PTSD flashback for a second. (laughs) (laughs) And then they just never touched it again. I mean, yeah. Sam and Dean have killed Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Like, this is I not that I do not know that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that what? In season three. It wasn't literally was in Santa season Claus three? and Mrs. Claus. I've seen season three. Why do I not remember that? Do you it's remember Harry's Supernatural Christmas with the pagan gods? Kinda. I mean... They they weren't literally. They think they're Krampus first. It's she's making a or they're making a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's. I mean, it's it's a stand-in for Santa yeah. Claus and Mrs. Claus. But no, they don't literally go up to the North Pole and, like kill Rudolph on their way in because he got in the way. Don't learn your lesson, Rudolph. But be like, shit. What is this? An American Dad episode? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane popped in, like, secretly. He plays Santa, in fact. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Oh, this episode also... we There's a running thing on this podcast. It's running because this is the second episode that I'm mentioning it in. It's the... <laughs> is there proof that Dean is bisexual in the show Supernatural? And the answer to that question? Mysterious. Unknowable. Um... But one of the things that, like, fans of the show will point to as evidence of, like, Dean's subtle bi-codedness is in this episode, and it's when Dean is talking to Garth about going to purgatory, and Garth says, like, purgatory, purgatory? And then Dean responds, no, the one in Miami. Um, purgatory, <laughs> I know where this is going. The purgatory <laughs> is, a, is a pretty famous gay strip club. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. I think there's one in Fort Lauderdale, too. So, I want to go ahead and say this. Knowing the name of a pretty famous gay strip club probably doesn't make you gay. But I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> For certain. Because everyone I know who knows the name of this famous gay strip club is actually a Supernatural fan, and they are, in fact, gay. So, I don't... <laughs> There's a there's a lot of overlap on that Venn on that Venn diagram. So yeah, I was about yeah. to say it's pretty much a damn near circle. So, <laughs> um, and also now that you know that you are all gay, so congratulations! Ah, hell yeah! Ah, I just shit. gained the shit out of <laughs> yeah. all of you. Finally, yeah, Ari's rubbing have off on us, and not just us rubbing off on her. <laughs> That's uh, a hate crime. Then <laughs> 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 I don't know if you know this. So, um, can we talk about, like, oh god, I almost don't want to bring this up. So, the Confederate War, right? Like, yeah, the Confederate War. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We're all all Alabama kids, right? Uh huh. Uh What's the Civil War? (laughs) What is that? What's the, what is that? Was that a war where everybody was really, really nice to each Is that a Canadian war? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, a large part of this episode concerns uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Confederate Soldier, which exists and is in Kearney, Missouri. I looked that up before we started. Uh, 
and we straight up had an argument about how it should not be in Missouri. Yeah, it was more it like an, it was more of an agreement on how it shouldn't be in Missouri. It was right. It yeah. wasn't an argument, and, and I mean, it also just shouldn't be a thing. Like that's yeah. weird. That's strange. Yeah. But. Uh, um. Also, Garth apparently does Civil War reenactments. Okay, so this was an actual note I wrote. I, I wrote, Garth goes to Civil War reenactments, and that makes me trust him less. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. You can't trust anybody who's too good, right? they got to be a little shitty. Yeah. I mean, okay, I don't well, know, That's man. fair. That's fair. LARP, if you're in a LARP of war, why, why the Civil War? Why, why not literally any other war? Well, you know you what I mean? You can't LARP modern wars. You could yeah. LARP a fantasy war. You could LARP a fantasy war. That is a fair point. I'm That's just true. saying, if I had a choice between LARPing the Civil War and LARPing literally any other war, I'm going to choose mm-hmm. literally any other war. Yeah. Right, what's the other worst thing about Garth, though? The other worst thing about Garth is that he's too huggy. Mm. Oh, That's yeah. So... That's more of a bad thing for Dean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm a hugger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure most of us are huggers. We are. Um, to all of our outside of the U.S. listeners, Civil War reenactments are absolutely a thing. They are absolutely as weird as they sound. Yes, they are. And uh, has everyone on this call been to a Civil War reenactment? Uh, no. Not on purpose. Yeah. I don't think I've been to a reenactment. I, I think I have been to one of those, like, you know, villages, you know, where, where they uh, where they hold mm. those types of things. And I yeah. and I saw something kind of like a reenactment, but it wasn't the actual thing. So. I have been to Gettysburg. Uh, as have I. Yeah. It's hey, a fun trip. Yeah. Um, it's my turn to have the PTSD flashback. <laughs> and I get to pick the music. Okay. And it's not going to be Soundgarden or Incubus. Alright. So, we're listening to Wilwood the Tapeworms. Um, yeah, I uh, have been to a Civil War reenactment. It was strange. I went because I got extra credit in one of my history classes. There's a lot to unpack there, but we should just burn the whole suitcase instead. Um, growing up in the South is weird. It really yeah. is. It, 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 indeed it is. Yeah. So I would not recommend it. I think if you have a choice to grow up anywhere else, not anywhere else, some other places, I would say look at your options, maybe. Um, But yeah, there is uh, one of my favorite Civil War related moments in the episode is when uh, they're burning the unknown soldier's body and Garth goes, should we say anything? And Dean goes, yeah, we won. And then he flicks (laughs) the... That was good. That, that was, was a good, good. moment. That yeah. was excellent. Well, but, but I, that, you know, that actually, I'm sorry, Travis, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just like, just being, being, I've been living in rural Tennessee for the last year. And so just like the fact that this got brought up in this episode, I just immediately got nervous. Yeah. Because my supernatural hands, my like gut, gravitas and nuance usually so yeah. <laughs> respectful for, of basically 
for the last year, anytime the Civil War gets brought up, I my body has just been trained to brace for impact. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, well, oh, I was just like, oh, oh, you know. I almost thought for a second in the restaurant that Garth was about to be like, heritage, not hate, brother. And I, yeah, I would have turned off the episode, and I would have been like, this, this, sh- the episode's canceled. We're skipping the yeah. next one. I'm sorry to go waste our time with this one. We have to go immediately to the next one because I feel like no is the answer. I bet someone tried to get DJ Qualls to say that. He was like, no, we'll do the once a year, every year thing, but we're not doing the fucking Heritage Not Hate. Suck a dick. I will go ahead yeah. and say that the writer of this episode, I want to give him a little kiss, and I also want to give him a little slap slap. <laughs> um, I because. want to give him a little kiss because he actually does have Sam and Garth stand up for himself when Dean's being shitty. Hmm. Uh, I want to give him a little slap slap for the general subject matter and also uh, the scene where Dean is yelling at Sam, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, To be fair, the the writer of this episode was Adam Glass, and his track record is iffy. Well, I mean, is that really being fair, or is that just him being unfair to us? Ooh. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at the episodes he's written right now. Uh, all dogs go to heaven. Yikes. Well, okay, wait a minute. That that I feel like that actually might give him. I don't know if I've seen that episode, but I feel like that might give him an edge because all dogs. Do you haven't seen that episode because if you had seen that episode, you would be going yikes like me. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, like a virgin. Ooh. Oh no. That means Adam Glass is the guy behind Eve, the most yes. villain to ever grace our screens. Ruh row. Yep. <clears throat> uh, mommy Dearest. Um, defending Your Life, Adventures in Babysitting, Party on Garth, and then Southern Comfort. And a couple of others. Um, some of his episodes that are coming up, I will go ahead and say, I enjoy. Um, I like his season nine episode, Bad Boys, a lot. Uh, nice. But yeah, right. it's definitely a mixed bag. He seems to have influenced a lot on Garth, though, and that I do appreciate. Was yeah. I the only one who, at the end of the episode, when Dean and Sam were having another fucking fight, Garth gets in his car and drives away after the car, like, refuses to stop? <laughs> and I was just like, maybe the cameras will just follow Garth for the rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of that show. I think that much. Holy shit. Yeah, same. I, I plan an entire fucking show <laughs> <laughs> where it's a buddy comedy between Garth and Cass. What if, yeah, what if instead of us re- like revisiting Supernatural in like a thousand to fifteen hundred years, yeah. we just like we remake the show, but it's just from Garth's perspective. We start with the night he fights the fucking tooth fairy and yes. go from there. Yes. It almost okay. sounds like a more interesting show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because, like, I mean, with. It's like, like with Sam and Dean, it's like where we, we come into the world pretty much knowing like, oh, hey, there's hunters that hunt uh, all types of monsters. 
But I like the idea that with Garth's story, we come in just being like, oh, hey, this guy happened to kill the Tooth Fairy. And then later on learning, oh, wait, there are hunters that hunt everything. Yeah. Yes. I, I also like Garth because, um, so I feel like, okay, again, I'm going to be like that person at the party who ruins everyone's night. So Garth represents a type of hunter that we really haven't seen before. And I'm going to go ahead and say that hunter is the non-toxic masculinity hunter. Um, Garth portrays a lot of feminine attributes that don't center around feminine pain, which are the feminine attributes that Sam tends to illustrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so Garth hugs. He's a hugger. He's physically touchy in a way that doesn't, that isn't meant to be violent. Um, um, he he to- has things to relax him. He doesn't hold on to anger like so many hunters do. Like he's able to pick up the penny at the end because he has a yogi who helps him deal with his aggression, and I think that's wonderful. Um, but that's one of the things that I really appreciated about Gar's character is that in a in hunter culture, which is so immersed in sort of like you shut the fuck up you deal with your feelings by drinking and if you can't drink then you shoot it you know um mm-hmm. just very much guns and uh just like any guns good Baptist. and whiskey huh nothing <laughs> uh but it's all guns and whiskey and i like the fact that garth adds a little bit a little bit of guns and roses um Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you are speaking my language ari kobler Ooh, I speak many languages, Gant more. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's something that I've always really appreciated about Gar's character, and would absolutely love it to see in a television show, preferably with Cass as the reluctant sidekick. Who is with me? I I, no. I, I can see it. I can see <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so, I just uh, one of the other thing that I like about Garth is that he's so confident in who he is. And so oblivious to how other people yeah. perceive yeah. sometimes, <laughs> and like, I think that would make for some hilarious. I, I, I kind of think that's in a lot of ways that's the best kind of character because while they can be frustrating to watch, it's kind of comforting knowing that you know seeing their their um, the uh, what what's the noun form of this, but. Seeing how genuine they are is uh, yeah. very is is also very comforting. He's like if uh, Mr. Magoo was a hunter. <laughs> yeah. So. Or um, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Um. Also, he he's a good replacement for Bobby. I think. Um, because he, he truly does care about people and he wants to help as many people as he can, which is something mm-hmm. that I think Sam and Dean have like lost over the course of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Or at the very least, the focus seems to have been taken away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that uh, bums me out because it used to be like the, the heart, you know? That is what it is. Can I share with y'all uh, one of the user reviews on IMDb for this episode? Hell yeah, you Go can. Go for it. Alright, it's a 7 out of 10, and it's titled, Not a Bad Episode. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like every 
IMDb review of every episode of every TV show on IMDb. Correct. If you care enough to go to IMDb to, like, make a full, like, review, uh, I mean, I appreciate, you have more time than I do. Mm. Uh, not a bad episode is the first line. I hate Bobby's replacement, Garth, but they are trying to bring in the Y generation into the show. Southern oh, Comfort. God. <laughs> Southern Comfort. Fucking what? The oh, Y generation. No, no, I got it. It's what is in fucking Y. <laughs> well, you know how it is with us Y generationers. We love DJ Qualls. We can't <laughs> yeah, he just up. speaks to me like. <laughs> yeah. He's I, literally me. I go through the IMDb. First of all, I pull up my smartphone in the middle of dinner while my grandmother is talking to me. I go to I go to Google.com, I destroy Applebee's, and then I go to IMDb, I look up a show I want to watch. Does it have DJ in it? No, it does not. Yeah. I never watch that show. <laughs> and I'm just left here sitting barbecue sauce on my titties. <laughs> yep. Southern Comfort is about a spirit-slash-cursed object, which is causing rage-slash-murder, thank you, on residents of a town. The boys and Mr. Wygen, Garth, must figure out what to do. The plot is the usual is the usual resolve a problem episode. The side story has some character development where Garth and Dean cannot get along. The tension between the two characters create comic relief for the storyline. Garth does have some good ideas and points and is somewhat accepted by Dean. The story of the new guy versus old is interesting. I give Southern Comfort a 7 out of 10. Not a bad show. Yeah, I mean, like... It, it, <sighs> huh. I kind of want to know what they consider a bad show. This person's username is MM-39. I feel like that just leaves more questions than answers. <laughs> it absolutely does. As what a good username should... It stands for Mega Mom Thirty Nine. I was gonna say Mega Man Thirty Nine. I'm thirty. I don't think they know what Mega Man is. That's a that's a Y Gen. No, 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 no. Gen X absolutely knows who who Mega Man is. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Gen X probably knows who Mega Man is more than uh, other younger ones. But I also, but I also don't think Gen X would call millennials Gen Y. No. Or why, Jen? Or why? Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. Uh, no, Jen. Maybe they are part of Y Jen, and they're <laughs> trying. And they're trying to be like, oh, I was born in the wrong. Why, Jen? Okay. Yeah. Why, Jen? <laughs> why? Why, Jen? Why? When was this uh, review posted? Twenty twelve. So, like, when the episode aired. Yeah, when like they really didn't start calling millennials millennials until like fairly after that, right? No, yeah. I, I, no, I, rem- I remember millennials, millennials. I remember the word millennial coming up around maybe a little before that time. Okay. I remember the word millennial coming up around the millennium, which was two thousand. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't. I, uh, no, I, I see what your point is, Ben. Mm. Um, but I've always, I, I feel like we've always been called millennials. I don't think we've been called, like, I've heard genera- Generation Y before. That's how I recognize that this reviewer was talking about us. But mm. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just mean, I don't really remember it being in like a derogatory way. 
until like I was after high school or out of high school. Okay, okay, I can kind of see what you mean there, because I, because I don't, I, yeah, I think, I think I know what you mean there. Yeah, it wasn't until okay. we started destroying napkin companies that like. I know it's when we killed chilies. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once the very first avocado met the very first piece of toasted bread, <laughs> yeah. it was over. Yeah. Mm. Brilliantly spoken, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, then some motherfucker goes and puts everything bagel seasoning on it. End of times. Yeah. <laughs> this is the peak of American decadence. We will now go the way of the Romans. Okay. All, I can, all I can think of is first they came for the napkin companies and I did not speak out. <laughs> <laughs> then they came for, oh, they came for chilies <laughs> and I did not speak out. And then they came for me. Yeah. <laughs> I will go ahead and say this right now. Um, I absolutely have murdered Applebee's and bitch, I'll do it again. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Damn. Fuck suck Apple, a dick with your two Applebee's. suck a dick with your two drink minimum. Yeah. Well, it, well if I you can't know, get drunk you know, I, I can't, dollar I, hurricanes anymore, what's the point? I find it I find it odd that you can say that in good conscience, because I have also worked for Grub South and I made two deliveries from the same Applebee's within an hour once, and that is not supposed to happen. <laughs> it's just one lonely Gen Xer trying to keep them in business. I, I, here's, here's why that's not supposed to happen, because every time it does, I just put on my Yzma voice, and I'm like, what? Applebee's? They're supposed to be dead! <laughs> Now I'm just imagining Applebee's with with a Jack Sparrow voice being like, "Am I not?" <laughs> <coughs> but why the Dollarita's gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So every day I wake up and I choose a new a new casual food dining experience to kill, <laughs> and then I go back to bed and I sleep until noon, and that's why I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I think we've had some laughs. We've had some fun. It's time to talk about the Civil the, War. <laughs> no, <laughs> the new Civil War. What's happening? Okay. <laughs> no, it's time to talk about um, uh, the elephant in the room, which is the fight between Sam and Dean. I'm sorry. I also don't want to have this conversation. Uh, I tried to avoid it for as long as I could. But we're here now. And it's going to be okay, guys. We're going to get through this together. So, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I had a frozen mango go down my throat the wrong way 30 years ago, and I've never recovered. <laughs> <laughs> So, how are we feeling about the scene where Dean, possessed by the soldier, confronts Sam? He had soul, but not a soldier, so all I gotta say. Is that all you have to say, Ben? Come on, this no, is a commentary no, podcast. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I really feel like the specter was, uh, was just shittily utilized, you know? But it, I feel like it wanted to pretend it was being the person without being the person. I don't. Yeah. 
I don't think Dean is harboring that much resentment. I think he's trying to get over it, and the Spectre was just going too deep. You know, that's 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 my hopes. What I know is that Dean is shitty enough to actually be that pissed off at Sam. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, Ben. It's like I don't think B- Dean would ever <sighs> vocalize something like that. Yeah, no, he's too uh, like. To- He's too toxic masculine to reveal his feelings like that. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. Um, I think that, because I think that one of the acceptable ways that Dean can express himself is through anger. Uh, Yeah. And I will also go ahead and say, the minute that I realized that the main monster of this episode goes around possessing people and then forces them to confront like grudges was the minute I was like, Oh, this is where we're going. Yeah. I thought you, I thought yeah. you were going to say the literal monster of this episode was like toxic masculinity. That's the, that's the real monster of every supernatural <laughs> episode. Yeah. <laughs> How much better would like Sam and Dean be if that one time they fake went to therapy, they actually went to therapy. You know what I mean? Like, would the world not be better for it a little bit? It sure would be. Watching it on the one hand, on the one hand, I'm, you know, I'm kind of with Ben in the, with Ben, I guess with Ben and Travis in the, in thinking that, uh, like it, the the specter was just kind of used as a bit of a uh, as a bit of a shitty excuse to get Dean to I don't know like talk about you know talk about his pent up feelings. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I was watching it like, oh hey, he's talking about his pent up feelings. Yeah, <laughs> like I had been wanting. I had been. I don't know. It's 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 a little confusing because I feel like I watched this entire show. I kind of feel like the both of them simultaneously keep their feelings bottled up and talk my ear off about them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, f- I feel like this is a dude heavy podcast right now. It is. Fellow dudes. It's all dudes. Do you ever like let your feelings like bottle up and bottle up and bottle up and then eventually you get like emotional diarrhea and you just gotta like let it you mean- all out? No. You mean not everyone does that? <laughs> That's not the only acceptable way to yeah. deal with your feelings. Yeah. Oh my god! I think I think that exact scenario has happened like a couple times in my life, but but like I I, I think I think out of like a I, I should say I hope personally that this is how it actually comes across you know to those mm. important to me yeah I, I i hope that like out of out of a personal you know desire i have to be open with myself and keep as little secrets as i can uh mm-hmm. that i you know can open up about bad feelings that i have mm-hmm and, and so that was kind of why, in a way, like, when Dean was being shitty, I was almost like, no, 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 this is good. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, let it all out. <laughs> like, I don't know. Exactly. Like, I, obviously, yeah. it was shitty that he was, that in the moment he 
being possessed, of course, but even then it's still shitty, was, like, holding all of that shit against Sam, but, yeah, like, ultimately I was still kind of satisfied that he was at least getting it all out. So yeah. that that's that's exactly. how I look at it. Like I feel like if it's out in the open, at least you know it's not a secret poisoning the well anymore. Yeah, that's fair and very nice, Gant. Um, uh, <laughs> I will go ahead and say that I would be a lot more inclined to be more understanding and forgiving of the scene if I didn't feel like Adam Glass had completely forgotten um, the entire mythos of the show. This is That's where fair. the slap slap comes in. That's fair. Um, so a couple of things that Dean brings up during this fight. So he, okay. <clears throat> Dean is mad at Sam because Sam didn't look for him in purgatory. We've been over this. Sam thought Dean was dead. And Sam and Dean had an agreement that if one of them died, they weren't going to do any shenanigans to try to bring them back to life. Because that always leads to fucked up shit happening. It's not like Sam knew that Dean was in purgatory and just left him there for fun. He thought he was in heaven. Like, Sam just legitimately thought he died. Right. That's why in the scene with Amelia, when Sam says, I lost my brother, he's not being, like, you know, purposely vague because Dean got lost in a purgatory piggly wiggly and couldn't find his way home. (laughs) Aren't all piggly wigglies purgatory? Yes. (laughs) They're definitely liminal (laughs) spaces, that's for sure. Um, But he didn't, like, you know, just fucking... Like, he's using it as the proper euphemism that people do when other people die. Um, The other thing is that, like... Okay, so he goes... So Dean goes through a list of, like, Sam's greatest hits. He brings up the demon blood thing. He brings up the ruby thing. Obviously, these are, like, big mistakes, like that Sam made. Those are his fatal character flaws, his need for revenge. These are things that we dealt with in season four and five. They're not great. They're not Sam's greatest moments. We're agreed. In this, we agree in our friends. But then Dean goes, I've never left you to die. Which is actually not true. That's a huge fucking plot point at the end of season five. Sam sacrifices himself to save the world and Dean leaves him to die. Dean leaves yeah. him to go to right. Super Hell. Not to be confused with the other Super Hell that will appear later in the show. Like, to be tortured by Lucifer forever. And he knows where Sam is. Right. Like, he, he legitimately leaves Sam to die. Mm. And then he also brings up Sam's soullessness... And he, what he says specifically is, you didn't tell me that you didn't have your soul. Sam didn't know he didn't have his soul. Mm. Okay. And then as far as him being alive and not telling it, like, for the year, like, not his... Okay, so in season six, his body isn't in hell, but his soul is. So for a year, Sam runs around with Grandpa Campbell, right? Um... And just, like, doesn't tell Dean that he's doing that because he doesn't have a soul and doesn't Mm. understand, like, empathy or the fact that Dean would want to know that. Right. If that... I I feel like we have to take into account that Dean had lost his bodily autonomy in this moment 
and a creature just trying to look for reasons to be vengeful found old wounds to dig through and brought up old shit that kind of didn't matter and the showrunner worded it in a very clunky and shitty way yeah i will go ahead and say that is completely fair Mm. except for the fact that there are other writers on the show that seem to take this scene at like complete face value do you know what i mean and that's what's frustrating Mm. um and that's what i don't like that moment with sam at the end where he's like fuck you dean um because there's also a moment with sam at the end where Sam's like, hey, let's talk about what you said. And Dean's like, I don't even remember what I said. And Sam's like, it doesn't matter. You, that wasn't all the ghosts. Like, you didn't need to be possessed to think that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to, like, fucking cheer when that happened. Because I feel like that's something that Sam loses later on the show. And that mm-hmm. is frustrating. He is so beaten down later on that to I completely forgot that moment happened and I was so happy to see it. Um, and I just, I find that scene very frustrating because I feel like other writers saw it on the show and then just like fucking ran with it in the exact opposite direction of what I would expect to see. It is another case of the show take, like taking the step, like two steps back, one step forward. Yeah with their relationship just to keep the pseudo drama rolling. And that's, I mean, that's Sam and Dean's entire characterization sometimes and character mm-hmm. development. And I, th- I can't think of a better example of that. And if I can shit on Sam a little bit in the beginning of the episode, Sam is completely gung ho to kill Benny, despite the fact that he has not shown that he has hurt another human at all. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Sam and Dean several times throughout the series learn that there are some good monsters or monsters that don't hurt people. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So for Sam to take two steps forward, I mean, he even brings up Amy, which was an instance where Sam was like, hey, this, this is a monster who is killing people. Yes, but she's only killing people who have like, you know committed crimes or whatever, which complicated, yeah. but the show has a pretty, like, philosophy 101 attitude when it comes to questions of morality sometimes. I'm not going to look that deep into it. Hmm. Um, like, don't kill her, and then Dean did anyways, lied to Sam about it. But now the shoe's on the other foot, and Sam's, Sam's like, like, I'm going to murder the shit out of Benny, maybe. That's what ruined it for me, honestly. Do you you think he says that just out of pure vengeance for Amy? I think, I I honestly don't think it's about Amy at all. I think Mm. he says that because he is mad at Dean. I think it's more to hurt Dean. Well, yeah, it's to hurt Dean, but out of vengeance for the feelings, and it's fair. Like, I'm not putting his feelings down. It's very human to want to like hurt somebody in the way they hurt you, especially someone that you're that close with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To just want to give them pain for like, like pain that they, they caused you. you. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's not, not healthy, healthy, and it's a very CW move. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and I would honestly say that that would be a really interesting, like, direction for Sam to go in. Um, I feel like Supernatural became never a procedural monster show. Mm -hmm. It just became a procedural man pain show. I I can totally see that because, like, uh, one note that I actually made about this episode near the end was I wrote down every episode of this show could come at any point. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, yeah. Because, like, you know, the, the, the... and that's not to belittle the drama between the two, but you know, I, I you know I, I know that Feel brother free. drama is just you know kind of the the main theme of the show, so it all just kind of loops back around to that. But I had kind of felt like because again, you guys know I have not and plan not to watch past season five, at least you know for my own you know for my own watching mm. and. But I still feel like I have seen almost the exact same sentiments uh, discussed in this episode, talked about in pre in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. No, the next time yet we have Yon, you're going to say the same thing at this point of the episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, thanks, I again, feel like for at some point this, the issues in Supernatural are just a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, yeah. like they just are so cyclical and never go away. But I Supernatural. mean, like, to, to, their, to their credit, I mean, like I at least like that they never really wrap up Dean and Sam's. Uh, dysfunction with a with a neat little bow because that's just not yeah. how that's just not how rela- any relationship works in the real world. So I do appreciate yeah. yeah. So I do appreciate that it's just an ongoing. Just you know, we're gonna take this a day at a time. You know, we'll we'll talk about we'll you know we'll deal with these traumas and these and this and these dramas as they you know. That's, they, that's one of the things that I find incredibly frustrating because it seems like no character development sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, because you're absolutely right. If you changed out a couple of names, this argument could happen at several points in the show. Yeah. yeah. And, spoiler alert, happens again. Like, it, this is not yeah. the last <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Despite the little conversation that Sam and Dean have. Um, which is what I find just semi-disheartening it's so infuriating yeah to Um, to slip in a pun real quick and play off of uh, Travis's reference Supernatural does like to put the boar in Ouroboros (laughs) well done Travis (laughs) or I guess well done well done done, done, Ben and Travis (laughs) Gant has spoken (laughs) um yeah, I, I will go ahead and say that, you know, there are definitely shining moments throughout the show here and out. And again, this episode is excellent. There's just... Mm. Yeah, this is a very good episode. Points. Yeah. So. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Uh, let us know. Text us now. Text, yeah, text us. Yeah. Remember to Two smash that six. like button, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, what's your number real quick? Two five six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, just take text six for yes, nine for no to six 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 nine nine nine. Oh my god. Ben, stop sharing your number 
No, I'm a little more. <laughs> Unrelated, but we just got a new follower on Twitter. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. It's it's another it's another supernatural podcast. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> another, another supernatural podcast to listen to. Thanks at Ramble on Podcast. Go check them out. There, you already got a shout out. We haven't even listened to you yet. <laughs> You're. Right. I love you know. I love the supportiveness of you guys. I mean, the more supernatural podcasts they are, the less uh, pressure on is on us to be the best supernatural podcast. It's such their a Twitter header is amazing. That's so good. What, what's their what's no, what's their Twitter header? Yeah, it's ten out of ten. It's the, it's the it's Sam and Dean and Cass, but then they're on each side of Sam and Dean. And Cass. Honestly, their Twitter header is so good. I didn't even. Yeah, it, I I looked at it. Yeah. Oh my god! I looked at their. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Supernatural podcast rewatching and celebrating the show. That's so nice. What's no, what's what, what are they called again? Our header is not edited. We were there. Please stop this rumor. That's amazing. <laughs> what are they called again? Ramble on. Are you about to listen to them? I'm, no, I'm just about to look them up on bitch? Twitter. Yeah, Ramble on podcast. I'm going to see what episode they're on. Oh, Bloody Mary. They're pretty early in their yeah. rewatch. Well, thanks for the follow, Ramble on podcast. I gave you guys a follow back, so. Hell yeah. I you almost accidentally know. unfollowed you because I didn't realize that Tori had already hit follow. Yeah, that unfollow was on accident. We refollowed you again. <laughs> so, I can't wait. I can't wait to listen to it. If you're a fan of Habcast, go listen to them. They seem pretty funny so far. Hell yeah. 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 All right. Well, 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 well. Any final thoughts, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, predictions? Uh, I do have, I do have one thing to share. Yeah, that is uh, supernaturalwiki.com shared a link of DJ Qualls live tweets while this episode or like before this episode aired. Nice. And I just want to go through them because I think it highlights the best of a lot of stuff. So this is going to be in like generally chronological order. Uh, he says, everyone relax. Garth isn't Bobby's replacement. In fact, Garth dies tonight. (laughs) 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 He follows that up with, I'm kidding. See how it feels? I've been getting terrible tweets about tonight's episode all day. Getting terrible tweets sucks, right? And he said, that makes me laugh. Listen, watch tonight's, uh... SPN with an open mind. This episode is pretty beautiful. A lot of raw emotions. I cried making it. Joking, this episode isn't emotional. Karth winds up moving to Orlando and opens a Del Taco. Mitt Romney guest stars as the manager. Oh we need God. to get DJ called Qualls on Headcast. And then. <laughs> Damn, DJ was. DJ was. And he says, I need to apologize to everyone who thought I was serious about Garth opening a Del Taco in Orlando. He actually opens a Hardee's outside of Houston. Oh, God, I love this man. (laughs) Is Mitt Romney still the manager? (laughs) Yes. Until this episode was released in 2012. Yeah. He uh, he goes on to say, if you have any feelings after you watch tonight, uh, it's okay to tell me whether it's about Garth's uh, contratitude or Sam's reap. Oh goodness, he's just making up words. <laughs> uh, oh, 
Oh, getting accent questions. Garth has always had a bit of a southern accent. I have one. I only mask it when it doesn't work for the character. Very neat, DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls? Uh, he says... Are you from the South, DJ Qualls? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, he says... The dish Garth was eating tonight was the sweet chili chicken from Cactus Club in Vancouver. I mm. requested it. It's awesome, even cold. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, he grew what? up in Manchester, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. look at that. According to Wikipedia, he was born in Nashville. All right, Pretty nerds. Sure. If we get 10 new followers on Twitter, I will DM DJ Qualls while drunk to ask him to be a guest on Halfcast. <laughs> I'm DMing him right now. Uh, he's got two Absolutely two not. final we tweets. Ten new listeners. Huh? He's got two final tweets. He says, last thing, I intensely, I intensely hate Fringe. I think something must have happened to me as a child. I couldn't watch the Texas Ranger scenes. And then he says, last thing for real, someone asked me how ectoplasm tastes. Not good. I did six takes before Jared questions why questioned why I was actually eating it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, what a fucking trooper, am I right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I'm nervous and I'm, up, I'm upping our number of followers. If we get to 200 Twitter followers, which is like 31... No, it's more than that. We only have 126 followers. We're not popular. Um, <laughs> if we get to 200 Twitter followers, I will, like, do my damnedest to get a supernatural actor to guest star on the show. I will use every resource I have. I don't have many resources. Maybe don't tell your friends about this. <laughs> tell everyone about it. Guys, I'm a little drunk. Anyways, um... <laughs> That's so neat. Oh, I also have a correction. So I said that the Tomb of the Unknown Confederate Soldier was in Kearney, Missouri. I need to learn to read. It is not. It's in Biloxi, Mississippi. So, so I I was doing a little digging on that, too. Apparently, there's three different ones. There's three, How many actually. unknown soldiers could there possibly there's, fucking be? The one in Biloxi was remains that were discovered in 1979, mm-hmm. and it was erected in 1980. Uh, there was also one, I think the other two were in Kentucky, uh, and they were put up in, like, the 20s and the 30s, respectively. So that was, like, basically that whole reclaiming the southern story situation back then, you know? Yeah, they were, um, at least the one in Biloxi, it looks like, was funded by... The United Daughters of the Confederacy. Yeah. Which is actually um, a group that funded a lot of Confederate monuments in the 1910s and 20s um, as a way to keep racism alive in the South, which I think is a, a you know, terrible fucking cause, but mm-hmm. they yep. succeeded. Like, good I mean, job, guys. Yeah. Not good. Have to try hard. Yeah. Cold take, but still a good one. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's all I got for this episode. Uh, Travis. Yeah. The next episode certainly has a name. <laughs> <laughs> and that name is a little slice of Kevin. 
Ooh. What's, what's it about? Uh, Sam and Dean catch up to Kevin, and he's been eaten by a band of cannibals. <laughs> That's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, the cannibals serve a little bit of Kevin to Sam and Dean. Oh, that's Ugh. so thoughtful of them. Yep. Well, I, for one, cannot wait to find out if that happens to Kevin or not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys, so much for listening. Thank you to Gant for being on this podcast. Gant, if our listeners want to hear more from you, if they want to listen to Out of Night, where should they go? Uh, How should they find you? <laughs> uh, it's currently available on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Working on getting it available elsewhere. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Gantelope. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's, uh, I really appreciate you guys having me back. This was a, this was so much fun. Yeah, I think this is a good time for everybody. Hell yeah. Congrats on the back, everybody. Yay. Oh, please go follow Gant, support his new show, Out of Night. Yeah. I don't think y'all will be disappointed. I think it's going to be a really, really good podcast. I'm very excited to see yeah. what the second episode Follow Gant on his podcast, follow him on Instagram, and follow him home from work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gant's actually an artist, so if you follow him home from work I, and keep him at gunpoint, I'm sure that he will draw something for you. Probably. Yeah. Uh. Probably. <laughs> so, anything you want. Uh, please, just leave. Just leave. <laughs> Don't hurt my wife. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, please feel free to check out our website, Habcast.com, which has links to all of our social media, uh, Habcast on Twitter and Instagram, and also Hey Aspen, a supernatural podcast on Facebook. If you like what you hear and you want to listen to our other show, you can check out our Patreon, where for $3 a month, we do Let's Shag Ass. Uh, a show where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are, in fact, not supernatural. It is usually a very painful time <laughs> because supernatural actors do not have good agents and they are not agents <laughs> other than supernatural. So if you enjoy hearing us rant about terrible stuff, please go check that out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye.
Wait, is a yogi an actual, like, person, or is Garth just saying yoga weird? 